Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. I have been blessed with an abundance of confidence, or cursed. I guess it depends on your on your perspective of that. But that's you know, and and I've been doing this podcasting thing for a very very long time since October fourteenth of two thousand and four, and I've been pretty involved. Sometimes in the back, you know, less less public. Sometimes very public. All over the space, and I, I know this. You know, I, if you had to label an expert, you know, I, you, my face sitting there wouldn't be a bad one. And there's lots of other ones too. So much as I hate to grab all that expert title, I think it fits in this case. But for as confident as I am, if I'm honest with myself, I and I'm honest with you, the one thing I constantly worry about is becoming irrelevant. It's because that leadership position which I occupy right now. I live in near constant fear, and I'm not I'm not joking about that. I live in near constant fear that that will switch, slitch, which is a combination of slitch, slip, and, <laughs> and switch. I live in a constant fear that that will slip into a legacy, being considered legacy. That guy did all those really cool things, but you know his knowledge about podcasting is 15 years old. I worry about that. I do. And I think all of us should worry about that, even you, who might be relatively new at this space right now. It's a great time to get into podcasting. There's lots of stuff to learn from old dogs like me. But in 15 years, you'll be an old dog. And you'll be doing things, maybe the old way of doing things. I worry about that, personally. And you probably do. As well, not that I want to give you one more thing to worry about. I'm not trying to project my anxieties on you. Because I don't really have very many anxieties. I don't have many hang-ups. But this is one. And I think it's one that is even more made even more real now because of the rapid changes we're seeing in the space. It's just really hard to keep up with what's happening, but that's what we have to do because it can certainly be a downward spiral from this position of leadership into being thought of as a legacy provider, having legacy information. It's tough. This whole thing started, I think, Sunday. My wife and I were out having dinner, and I saw some gentleman about 10 years older than me with a big cell phone holder, mobile phone holder on his on his belt. And I'm thinking, wow, what, what old man things am I doing that I am totally oblivious to? And that got me thinking about this, about where... We all who've done this for a long time live in this space and how we're being perceived by, it's less about how we're being perceived by the young, younger, the newer people that are coming up and more about are we, are we giving them good advice? Because look, I've developed a series of processes 
and strategies and tactics that have worked for me and my clients' clients <laughs> over the last 15 years. And I work really hard because of that anxiety that I have about being considered irrelevant. I work really hard to make sure that I'm questioning my own assumptions. And I'm going back and looking at those processes and seeing, do they still matter? And I guess if there is a call to action to you, the working podcaster out there, my challenge for you is to do that very same thing. Those things that you hold dear, those things that you intrinsically know, those processes that allow you to get the things you have to do done every day for your show, maybe for your clients' shows, are they still relevant? Do you still need to do them? Are there better ways to do them? Has the model been shattered so much that there's an entirely new opportunity out there that you are missing? I wonder about this a lot. I wonder about it a lot now as our friends at Apple and our friends at Google are making lots of moves. As, as you know, I'm a big fan of the advancing class of podcasting. That's my, my model. We should make podcasting, well, technology should make podcasting better, not just easier. Is the big tenet that we have in the advancing podcasting movement. And I wonder, I, I, I constantly worry that the things that we are doing are still old school. There's new technologies out there. So I don't just worry about this, just so you know. This is not a worry fest from Evo. I actually do things about it. Last year in, I want to say October, I did a check of some of the new, as an example, podcasting providers, hosting companies that were out there. And I went through probably three or four in depth. I think I even made accounts on a couple just to see what was new. Because the hosting company I've been with for a very long time has been there for a very long time. By the way, that's Libsyn. And after my trial, uh, I determined that no. I would still be better off and my clients would still be better off sticking with Libsyn. Even though they are certainly a legacy provider, they still occupy a leadership role. That's one example. Uh, in 2015, I completely overhauled the way that I produce content. I got rid of my prior uh, editing suite, my DAW, as you were, and got a professional one, Hindenburg Journalist Pro, which I highly, highly recommend. And if you if you want one, I've got some uh, coupons to get like a 90-day uh, discount, so let me know. A 90-day free trial. So I did that constantly. I am always looking to find out how minor tweaks. I just did this over the weekend. I did a minor, or Friday, I did a minor tweak to an RSS feed to see how it would impact on the new uh, Apple podcast web pages that are out there. So the way I fight the feeling, I can't fight this feeling anymore, sorry. Uh, the way that I fight that anxiety of being legacy is I try to not be. I try to look at the cutting edge stuff as soon as I hear about it, and I try to find out, is this something I can use? Is there a new thing, new paradigm happening that I need to be aware of? That's not easy to do. It's not, it's not really easy to do, especially if you're not in it every single day like I am. Because you, the working podcaster, you probably also have a job. You got to do things for that. It's hard for you to stay up with what's happening new. So it's tough. I don't really have a magic bullet for you. I just want you to understand maybe this is it. 
If you're out there wondering, wow, are the things that I'm doing the things I should be doing? And I've been doing this for a long time. Am I still relevant? You're not alone. You are not alone. We all feel that. I certainly feel that all the time, all the time. And all we can do is just try to stay current, try to have an advancing view of the world of podcasting. Just try to continue to be open to new ideas and don't shoot them down automatically, which is a default position for me and many others. When something new comes along, ah, it's been tried before, it didn't work. I try to quiet down that voice. I try and quiet that voice because the last thing I want to do is let my leadership position slip into people thinking about me as a legacy provider. Yeah, I want to leave a legacy. I don't want to be a legacy just yet. Not yet if I can. Hey, business owners out there, uh, if any of this sounded like, wow, this guy really thinks about things on a deep, weird level, maybe we should hire him. You totally should. I have an entire team of people who are dedicated to making podcasts work for businesses. We keep you out of the technical weeds. We do all the things you don't want to do. We are your in-house, but really outsourced podcasting department. So send me an email, evo at podcastlaunch.pro, and let's chat. You can also go to podcastlaunch.pro to get a listing of all the services I offer for my clients. And I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, Choice.CRD.CO has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.